When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Darkness, my old friend. Have you come to talk to me again? I'm here to flip your video again. I don't know. I think we're fine. Your light's on, though. Your, uh, your flashlight. It keeps happening. I don't know if you know this, but it wastes a lot of battery. It, <laughs> it's almost like uh, it's, it's a little like that time we found your car on in the garage downstairs. Are we starting? We start? Yeah. Did you say that uh, the light's on there, Darkness? The, the line, yeah, we're lit. We're uh, good. And I, and I believe if, uh, if this is all working correctly, the video is working too. So. Yeah, so this is uh, an experiment for us at 43 feet. Yeah, it's part of the ongoing kitty experiment. But uh, so somewhat distracted because there's a camera rolling. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not used to that. I know. Although I guess we did that a couple of weeks ago. Well, but it was live and it was different because we were then interacting with right. the camera. Right. And now right. we're going to pretend like they're not, not here. Not here. Yeah. Uh, are you posting this to the interwebs in a video capacity, like in the face YouTube? Like not as we speak. No, no, later. But yes, later. So you could listen to it. You could listen to it. Yes. Or you could watch it. Yes. So it'll still be on the podcast apps. The audio will still be on the podcast apps. Yes. Uh, just like they normally would be. Yes. But now you will also have the option of watching us. <laughs> <laughs> An option no one will take. <laughs> I don't know why you would. I don't know why you would. If you are, yeah. before we do anything else, I'd just like to thank my uh, yeah. brothers in F3 Rockland. Now, see, that's, this is the advantage. For sending us uh, this. Uh, am I holding that up right? Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Mr. Producer? Yeah, you good. That's what they always say. Yeah, right. Uh, right. This is it's, uh, F3 Gold Rush, yeah. first of all. Uh, and then uh, 43 foot, 100. This is a, a railroad spike, and it's mine's personalized as well as uh, yeah. Doa, Darkness's. Yeah, dark, dark. So uh, it is a tradition in Rockland, uh, which is Northern California, if you're to the uninitiated. I think it's Pacer County, if I understand. That, that's, uh, you don't have to know the, the county seat of Pacer County. Do you? I think it's Rosemont. Incorrect. What is, it, what is the county seat? It is Auburn. Oh, you know, Pace, uh, Rosemont is the largest city. Yeah, you're city. thinking it, That's right. Exactly. I'm sorry, Pod Pax. Ro <laughs> Rosemont is the largest city in uh, Pacer County, but but uh, Darkness is correct. Yeah. Auburn is the county seat. Yep, and uh, they have a they have a tradition there in the the Rose the Rockland AO, which is now called F3 Gold Rush. That's right. Uh, and their tradition is when you hit a hundred posts, you receive one of these uh, spikes. Right. And uh, and so as we hit a hundred episodes. They thought it would be appropriate for us to receive a spike. And we also received this card. Cool. Yes. Congratulations. Uh, congratulating us and um, yeah. for our 100th. We appreciated that very much. Very much so. Uh, the packs of F3 Gold Rush, AKA, or FKA, formerly uh, Rockland. Yes. So wonderful. Thank you very much, uh, Rockland. And uh, we uh, here in Charlotte and in New Jerusalem, we observe with uh, great excitement how you continue to rise. And they do. They do. do. They do. They do. do. Uh, they, I want to say they had six FNGs, five FNGs or something just on Monday. Query. And, uh, yes. This is an if you know. Sure. 
if you know, how the heck did we manage to plant a workout in Pacer County, which is off the beaten path. It's a 30 bit. or 40 miles north of San, uh, Sacramento, I, I think. I, that is correct, uh, to, my, to my best recollection. Is so, that Bing's work? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Bing got so far to the east, he actually wrapped all the way around and he hit Bing, California. I know. Uh, put, a, put a pin in that real quick on your emotional whiteboard. Yeah. And let me point out to you that I found out today, yeah. uh, pod packs are still, keep wanting to look over. Like you can, I can, but you can. it's weird. It's weird. I found out today that there's a workout, uh, in the uh, federal Republic of Germany, a burgeoning workout. Indeed. Led by F3's Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes. Formerly of Naperville, I believe. Uh, that sounds right. Yep. And he, I think was, uh, in America for some period of time. He was. Uh, as a visitor, because he's of German descent. Correct. A German citizen, spent some time in Naperville, F3. Yeah. We met him at the F- at the Naperville Grow Ruck. Yep. And now he's back in uh, Dortmund. Yes. Germany. Yes. I believe. Correct. Um, and uh, has planted a workout there. Am I he's right about that? Planted a freaking flag, man. Uh, and he is, he will be the. He's not the first, I guess, in the sense that other guys have started other international workouts, and certainly you you guys went down and planted a flag in Chimbote. He's yeah. certainly the first German uh, workout that I'm aware of, but he also, I believe, is the first uh, native. So, Ms. Doubtfire, whereas a lot of times, like Ireland launched, right, but it was a guy from here who was in Ireland for a couple of years, launched right. a workout, and right. then when he came back, it's, you know, it's yes. been a little bit. Uh, not as strong as when he was there. Right. The difference with this is, is Doubtfire is a German native. He's home now. This is where he he's back home. Correct. Because Dortmund, I want to say, is in Baden-Württemberg. Could be. Could be. All right. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about the German. Uh, uh, I also think geography. Dortmund has a a team in the uh, German German Premier League in soccer. Mm. I think. I mean, Could it's be. pretty big city. Could be. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. But regardless, that's where he is, and uh, and he is planting workouts and we saw i saw a picture on the, the twitter box today of two guys in f3 shirts he and someone else who uh have begun working out so they will be a mustard seed international mustard seed plant huh. um maybe the first of its kind in the sense that it's you know a native going sure home. that's amazing i yeah. i had forgotten uh unfortunately meaning uh doubtfire but uh I think bang somebody just texted or twittered me a picture mm-hmm. reminder of it and then i remember clearly because i was trying to speak all my horrible uh <laughs> military german to poor <laughs> doubt fire he's like he's do you like, know what the, do you know what the americans call the type of german we learn in in, uh, in the army oh uh, well, i don't know if we used to do this i don't know because i know we're used to like, drawing down we saw a lot of troops here we call it bonhof deutsch what does that mean it means uh train station german bonhoff is a train station oh okay okay because it's the kind of german you need to to get, get to like get to the train yeah, it's like you know? find find the bathroom that's german right. Yeah. that's right yeah yeah right. that's good <laughs> right. or you know get a hotel room i'm zimmer Peter. that's right yeah <laughs> mit douche douche with a shower i think that's right mit toilette oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> that's really good anyway it was really it was good. fun uh so anyway if that works out another feather in the cap of uh f3's queue of uh expansion i'm telling you uh, Mr. Bing, he has come out of the gate hot. He's very, he ain't playing around. He really is. Uh, it's great to see it. It is. It's great to see it. It is. Keep uh, up the good work, the Bingster. He, I, I have no doubt. I know we've had uh, refreshment. Bing, Bing is actually from Lower McDougal originally, right? He was EH in, in Lower McDougal, and then he found his way to the Sun Coast and Correct. built that up out of uh-huh. nothing. Uh-huh. And now uh, is is making it happen. Just like we said, if you you, you got to be careful how good a job you do around here, right? Because we will. Ask you to do more. Strange how many F3 yeomen have come from is it the fort? Is it strange? I think it is. I mean, the Grand Tan himself, of course, uh, maybe the hymn of all hymns, wherever he goes. Right. Nantan, you know, uh, C-SPAN's coming. Right, exactly. I right. mean, so, and, and so Bing and I and like Italian Job yep. and, Look at all, and all those guys. Yeah, just that, a crew. Well, and a lot of it was because of the Grand Tan's leadership. I mean, he was Nantan in Fort Mill I remember, when I, remember, I joined, I and and uh, and a lot of it came from. And and actually, a lot of the reason I'm sitting in this room with you is uh, because he was constantly leaning over, going, 
Hey man, why don't you help me with a little thing here? Yeah. You, uh, I, I can remember the Grand Tan calling me up and saying, look, I got this guy and uh, he's a horrible sack clown. And <laughs> I'm trying to interject some, some <laughs> semblance of vitality <laughs> to him. I was like, tell me about him. Well, it's got one of those goofy names, Frank something. something you know, like, anyway. <laughs> That's pretty much how that went down. Yeah. I, yeah. Who knew <laughs> yeah. Uh, that the Grand Tan was onto something? Mm. Monster creator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a picture of the Grand Tan today. It was up at Free Princeton. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I think. No, Free Villanova. There's a big difference. Actually. That, well, there's, well, here's the thing, and this is the reason uh, I think why Kitty calls it this, is we just refer to that part of the country as Seas, Pennsylvania. Yeah, but you know, part of that's New Jersey he's got covered there. It doesn't matter. I've also seen random photos of the Grand Tan uh, in Delaware. Yeah. Sightings of the yeah. – he's everywhere. Yeah, Wilmington and – yeah. Yep. Basically, if – yeah, as long as his car will make it there, he'll – He's got C-Span, Sylvania. The entire got, Northeast is C-Span, Sylvania. The Grand Tan currently has 275,000 miles on his Yaris. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the only time he does not drive is the month of the months of November and December right. because he sleeps he just, in the basement at uh, Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, right. he just parks it outside and just, right. just stays there. And then he just, it, it he doesn't just, matter. If you call him on the phone, he just says fulfilling and he hangs up. <laughs> He's fulfilling. I wish that wasn't quite as true, but it's, that's pretty close. <laughs> pretty close. <laughs> pretty close. Pretty close. We missed the Grand Tarantino yeah. those months, but he's doing uh, yeah. Santa's work. Oh, my goodness. Yep. yep. Even more so this year. Fulfilling since, the uh, dreams and hopes of little boys and girls across the world. Uh, on that note, let us go ahead and roll the open. Let's do that. And, and we're, we're back. Gonna... That was fun. That was good. You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front. But that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers. And I'll be joined every week by some of the greatest leaders I can find in F3 and beyond. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach virtuous leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. That was really good. So... (laughs) So uh, a couple things uh, before we kind of get too far into the, into the weeds here, but programming notes. Pro- yeah, yeah, yeah. Housekeeping, if you will. Thank you. Uh, See, I'm looking at the camera. Very excited. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Uh, very excited. The 10 year. Uh, tell me more about this. I am not prepared to tell you <laughs> the exciting news that we got about the speaker. We, you will be giving an address, which I think should be exciting enough for men. Uh, it excites uh, me to be so honored. I am very, I can't wait. I think it's going to be really good. Um, and but there's a very special guest. But there is. There's a very special guest. Who has a, is not an F3 guy. Correct. But has a, a particular connection to our organization that goes back several years, I understand. That is correct. And he, we, 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 I think are, are it's not Jocko. very much it's aligning. Not, it's not Jocko. It's not Jocko. Okay. Is um, it Jocko? It's not. Okay. It's not. Um, Jocko, he really doesn't have a connection to F3. No. He has no, no. And, uh, and he, yeah, his mission is not necessarily aligned with our mission, but this person we feel is much more missionally aligned with what we're trying oh, to do okay, in good. the world. And we're pretty excited about it. I can't tell you who it is. You can't tell me. I can. I'm not going to. No. Okay. I won't tell you who it is yet. It's, uh, it's there's still some surprised. details getting worked out to, Oh, know. so it might not happen. Oh no, I'm, it's, it's going right. to happen, but, but before we can announce, we have to kind of hold I don't want to, so. uh, I'm interested say, to hear what the Xers think though. Let's just say this. If we can't get him, uh-huh. let's go ahead and go with the Grand Tan. I have the Grand Tan. Good choice. So, Grand Tan, if you're get, if you're listening to this, Grand Tan, go ahead and mark that off the, your yeah. plan. We, on we it. may bring you in as the as the big left hander. Yeah, <laughs> that's a baseball reference. I, Sorry. I, yeah. Well, I figured just because I know the goofy yeah. signal things right. are. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> when it's, the it's man, a pinch when hitter, right? When, no, pinch hitter. It's a relief pitcher. When a manager comes out of the oh, dugout. Okay. 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 You know, in the days when they didn't have. Anyway, he'd signal to the bullpen, right, right. left field or whatever, and he'd go like that if he wanted. They'd have a left-hander and a right-hander warming up, and he'd say, you know, bring in a left-hander. I got it. The big left-hander. To be to the, the relief pitcher. Yeah, to relieve whoever's yeah. on the mound. Yeah. Manager walks out to the mound and says, you know, good job. You know, yeah, how you feeling? Thanks for just right. giving me the ball. Thanks. Yeah, and, get out of here. And they bring in uh, the grand tank comes in and, and throws some smoke. Yeah, Randy Jackson style. Goes ahead and uh, puts out the fire. Boom. Straight through. Randy a Johnson is Johnson. Randy Jackson. Randy Jackson's the big was, fat guy on the. On uh, although not as fat anymore, but American Idol. American Idol. Yeah, yeah he used to play for uh, what was that Journey? 
you would uh, play for I saxophone. don't think he was in journey it was something uh i don't know maybe it was reo speedwagon maybe maybe that <laughs> i don't know <laughs> All right, what else you got? <laughs> uh, um, tenure, you, you hit the tenure. Oh, the tenure, but what I was going to say about the tenure, though, is um, just, just by way of kind of letting guys know, like this is going to be a very fun-filled weekend. There's some misconception out there, I think, that it's just going to be like you're paying a bunch of money to come and just get your face kicking all weekend at like CSOPs and stuff like that. Not the case. Not the case. There's going to be a number of physical activities that are available to you should you wish to you know, avail yourself of such things. However, there will be a number of kids activities. There's a couple of uh, like the banquet on Friday night is going to be outstanding. Um, I've already started seeing some menu things for that. That's super exciting. Um, there's food all weekend. There's kids activities all weekend. There's, so there this are is, uh, you're this expecting is people much, to, expecting people to bring their shorties. It, yeah. So I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, well, I should say this. It's open. It's open too. it's open to not all people are going to, or, or have desire to, um, I mentioned it to my wife and I was like, Hey, you, you know, right. so it'd be fun, whatever. And she was like, Oh yeah, the beach in January. Enjoy that. Right. You know? <laughs> okay. Doesn't sound like fun to her. Yeah. Well, and my three girls aren't really into, um, you know, physical activities sure. so much. They're more play instruments and do math or okay. something, which is good because they can take care of their dad in their old age. But, uh, but there's going to be a number of things happening that weekend. And so some guys, you know, there's been a little bit of, uh, you know, not a ton. And I, and I do mean not a ton, but the, a couple of guys have mentioned like, Hey, this seems like a, you know, kind of a hefty, uh, price tag to put on a on a weekend but the actuality is it's not just showing up in a parking lot with a cooler and doing a workout right right, right. there's a, a significant amount of programming and and stuff that's going into this and it's actually going to be a and more details are coming out all the time but it's going to be a pretty fun-filled weekend and so i encourage guys to go ahead and jump on that and and uh, register early since uh, the the coupon is good i think through the middle of the month or something i like better that. get on i haven't registered yeah. myself i know same i got a I keep keep hoping Slaughter's going to give me the double secret special registration yeah. code. Slaughter called me up to the other side and said um, that the board members yeah. are getting comped, which I think is exactly right. Wait, that should be him. Yeah. Um, and he said, "But you're not." <laughs> <laughs> and for those who I don't said, know, "I'm on the board." He's like, "Yeah, he's like, yeah. yeah. So what? No, yeah, not, not happening. You're not good. You yeah. know." And I said, "You were taking a starfish thing too far." <laughs> Every you, man's responsible for himself. You have, it's my hotel. you have too much power. That's right. Slaughter. Yep. No, so that'll be good. Um, and uh, and I and I am I'm I'm super excited uh, because there's a like I said there's a, a lot of good programming, a lot of good stuff going to be going on that weekend. I mean, the other thing is, is think about the networking you get to do and the meeting guys from other regions. Right. And, right. I mean, it's it's going to be kind of a cool. Right. I mean, and this is a, truly, it's probably a once once in an F three event. You know, I don't know that we'll do something for a twenty year. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we will. I don't know, but or I can't guarantee it will it. be done. I mean, I will obviously I'm, not be. I don't think I'll in be leadership, but um, I can hope hopefully they will have run me off by then. I I would think ten years. Well, yeah, probably the Grand Tan and I's vision for you, uh, you know, at the initial, at the start, you've surpassed it by so much. <laughs> the Grand Tan said, "I'm working this guy up to just cue a workout, and maybe <laughs> I know this is a crazy dream." I'd like to see him be a site cue. I went, no. He said, not happening. That's not happening. Not on my watch. insane? He's like, I've got hopes for him. <laughs> he said, maybe he can drive so, the site cue. Grant Tan, I, I, Grant Tan, you, I mean, oh Grant Tan reaches high. He does. Well, Aims he's, high. he's a man high. of vision. He's a man of vision. And his vision for you is, uh, is, uh, is far, far surpassed. greater than it should have been. But uh, regardless of all that, I'm excited about the, uh, about the tenure, and can that's going to be a big deal. Can you also, seeing as you are the cue of culture, or no, not. not the cue of culture, so you are the uh the president of yeah. f3 yeah. sorry uh give us a quick report on uh the upcoming grow rock training events the gts i'm glad you mentioned that because that was next on my agenda i thought it might be it might be um especially since i handed him agenda before we started yeah. but i actually wrote it on my hand oh there okay. it is. sharpie uh no so i was going to say uh the grow rock uh they've got three grow rocks happening uh end of the year through the end of the year um tell us more i want to say i'm going to mess this up august september october uh are and i don't remember the exact dates but august the, 15th is the uh first it, one yeah okay very good that's the uh that's midwest mm -hmm. that's right, right. That's, uh omaha and because i listened to cot today i have not yet uh i learned that um listen to gobbler gobbler called called this oh yeah 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 that that's right oh it was the one from this it's a combination the first one's combination dad's camp and dt did you hear that 
I don't recall that. I mean, if you're listening to this, I'll look at the camera for a second. You must yeah. think we're freaking crazy. I know. Well, I mean, I, you guys I don't. I mean, we're not making this up. I had no idea. I I don't think I heard that. That's how. That's how. How we're, how dedicated we are to shared leadership here. You that's know, true. because you got the dark, who's the president, and then who would be? Where's the where's the chain of command go from there? In terms of up, down. Oh, down. Yeah. Uh, depending on which functional area you're towards, talking about. Towards towards F three towards the GTE. Uh, so then it goes right to, to Bono. So Bono rolls directly to you. Yeah. And he's the Q of, of GT. Of Grow Rock, yeah. Okay. And then... Uh, he, and then and then he's got Gobbler. Gobbler. What's Gobbler's Bartman job? And, uh, right now they are, I would call them uh, Grow Ruck assistant Qs or okay. something. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like he, they're, he, they're basically supporting Bono in, he, in planning all these and things. And he and Bartman. Yeah. He okay. and Bartman. And I think there's another guy that all he's right. got on that. Because those guys well. are, are, are knocking it out. Oh, they're crushing it. Uh, Bono, Bono sent me, you know, cause I wrote, you know, like the first draft of the GTE, a uh, handbook and he sent it back yes. and he goes, Oh, I made a bunch of changes you need to approve. I'm like, if dark approved it. Well, and he was thinking, you know, more so less, less as the CEO and more as the author of the work, uh, to Ain't get no some pride in authorship, but, baby. That's well, there you go. So, you know, when we do something and I, I will say I spent a lot of hours doing it. Oh yeah. Labor of love, but then gave it to F3 and then. You know, and what happens from here is what happens from here. Is what happens from here, man. Yeah. Uh, that's shared leadership. I know. And uh, number one, I guess you could say, well, you're just lazy. Number, I'm not really. Lazy. <laughs> I spend a lot of time on it, but number, yeah, no. What I have learned over time is that when you give something away, um, and other guys are energized, incentivized to take individual initiative, that they will improve it beyond what you ever thought of. And then when you see it again, you're like, oh, it's like, I wanted control over that. No, you didn't. Or you may you thought you wanted it yeah, because- You wanted credit over that. You wanted credit. <laughs> yeah. Or if someone else changes it, even if it's better or does something to it, you're like, suddenly you're not as significant anymore. Right. If you can get rid of that feeling- Yeah. If you can let- if That you little piece of ego just Yeah, kinda, if you can abandon that yeah. anxiety and fear, then you will find uh, the power that's unleashed in, with shared leadership is, is amazing. So Well, and, and you know, to your point, this is the fact that we've got video cameras running in here right now and we're doing this a little it's different a highly way. highly professional operation. Wow, right now. It's kind of a cobbled together hot mess right it's, now. There's, no, but, there's not a peach box in here Well, that's today. true. We, yes, did, we did eliminate the peach box. Yeah. But, but uh, my point in saying that is just that, you know, here was a thing that we started a couple of years ago and it, you know, it got a little better and it got a little better. And I think like production-wise and whatever, we thought we were kind of doing what we were supposed to be we doing these giant microphones right the little screens for right. our faces right it's right. classy right. Right. i don't, even I don't know, know. Those screens do it's like it's like you're cooking bacon or something yeah exactly yeah, yeah you're keeping the spit yeah. same principle, same principle. Yeah. <laughs> if you were spitting bacon right it'd be even more effective but but you know kitty took it and a look at all the things we were doing in terms of our our podcasting and social media and just our overall communications and he says what we're doing isn't spreading the culture fast enough or deep enough and as the Q of culture, he said, I, I got some ideas and this being one of them, right? Where he says, here's what we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And I just sit back because that's, and again, not blowing sunshine, but I sit back because that's how I learned to do it uh, to a large degree. Yeah. I just sit back and go, all right, you know, it's one I don't see things, how it's going to screw it up. So it's one of those things you learn the hard way. If you're willing to listen and, and learn from your mistakes and your failures, it's just, you couldn't believe it on the front side. Right. That it's true. Wouldn't make sense because Wouldn't, it's so it's against kind of, everything. It's so that against everything you'd ever think, right? Yeah. But um, no, it's it's a hundred percent true. Yeah. And I could not uh, encourage more men more to try it. And of course, I think I've said before that that's the next effort that I'm making. I think. Yes. Yeah. We talked about it. A couple is, weeks to write, or, uh, or sorry, is to write. Is to write what we're going to call shared leadership. And um, and we're going to talk a little about that today. We may just. No, we, we are. Get around to it. Then if I stop. Um, Stop yeah, I, I know you. We got 21 minutes. Well, 21 here's minutes the, I know you think you're left. in charge of the, the content of this, but no, I don't think I am. But good because you're because yeah. <laughs> we're not whatever you thought we were going to talk about, we're not talking about it, so it doesn't matter. Oh, uh, okay. Because I, I have a, an agenda here on my own. Let us let then you proceed with your agenda because I have actually uh, sidetracked you. And I apologize. No, no, it's totally fine. Well, actually, you didn't. Uh, you unwittingly played right into my hands um, because this was uh, this was kind of where I was hoping we might go. Because one of the things that I've noticed out there in the nation right now and and uh, and I say the nation as F three nation, but also in, you know, Gustavo Sinidos. A C. A C. Uh, that um, we have this tendency, and and because this is what we're taught by our culture, right? And because this is kind of how the organizations in which we tend to work, large companies, right, tend to function this way. We have a tendency to want desperately to look to the top for answers. We want someone to tell us 
how do we feel about this? What's our take on this? What's our position here? What, uh, well, how do we feel about that? Right. And the, the way that we do that is very different. We are men who sit in positions. Fine. We have our own opinions. Absolutely. Um, but what, what I see a lot of times happening uh, is, or what I guess maybe I, I fear a little bit is happening is men are starting to, to shy away a little bit from taking that local and individual initiative and starting to look and go, well, maybe I should wait for the statement from Helmet sure. or the, you know, the, the, sure. the tweet from Dredd or sure. the whatever. Right. And I want to talk about a little bit about shared leadership and how, and really how it works and why we would never do it that way. And why we are trying actively to work the opposite. Does that make sense? Yep. And this is where we wound him up and we set him on, on uh, go. Oh yeah. I see your point, man. All right. So, um, I do think that there's a natural tendency amongst human beings yeah. to want to be led. And, um, we wouldn't have Kings, right? <laughs> right. I mean, that's, if you think about to, to have a King or a feudal style of government, why would you subject yourself to that? It's easier. You know, it's, it, I guess it's natural. It's because it reflects the, you know, aggregation of power to the strongest person and then, sure maintaining that crown is something that, yeah. you know, requires all it's like lions do it, right? Like the biggest, strongest one fights a little bit, so. sits on top. And then everybody just kind of goes, well, right. no, right. whatever he says. Right. I guess so. I guess it reflects that kind of natural yeah. inclination of mammals or whatever to, to organize themselves that way. Um, but that, and that's that leadership system, you know, what we call feudalism. Mm -hmm. F E U D not. That's right. Yeah. And you know, uh, punnily, it's also futile, ultimately self-defeating, F-U-T-I-L-E. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, but what it does is it aggregates and invests a tremendous amount of power and authority in an organization into one man or one very small group of people. Right. And that's where the concept of absolute power corrupting Corrupts absolutely absolute. comes yeah. from because you can't hold anything, any entity that powerful. You can't hold it accountable, right? And right. if it's not held accountable, anything that's not held accountable ultimately becomes corrupted from the inside out. Uh, which, you know, we have ample evidence. That <laughs> you don't history. have to look far. You don't have to look far. So the development uh, in really the English speaking world in, in England of a, of a constitutional monarchy, mm -hmm. right? I mean, before that, the only examples of anything approaching democracy or a Republican form of government would be the Greeks, you know, the Greek city states. Right, right. And then the Roman Republic, although those are not really great examples it's yeah they still had pretty centralized yeah right yeah. and like you know the romans had royal families and all sorts of i didn't know that they became an empire anyway um but uh really it's not until the development of england and you know starting in 1066 and then for the last thousand years do you have this uh general seating s-c-e-d-i-n-g mm -hmm. seating of power from the monarch to um a democratic body in the case of england the parliament and um, so that's, even though they never had really a constitution of sorts in England, it is the probably the oldest democracy. You know, mm -hmm. It's not a pure democracy, but it's a, you know, it's a hybrid form of democracy that developed over time. And then um, the American Revolution in beginning in seventeen seventy. Yeah, there was still some degree of representative sure. of the people. Right. Of I mean, it slowly mm -hmm. over time, like through the Magna Carta, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and then the, the kings were compelled to cede power to yeah. uh, bodies, political bodies that would hold them accountable. And you had obviously a lot of unrest and some battling back and forth over time, but slowly that just generally happened and unfolded, you know, and by the time you get to the 20th, early 20th century in England, I mean, the monarchy no longer has any real power. Yeah. yeah we joke about it all the time. Right. right? At, yeah. You know, uh, really between 1800 and 1900, the, that's the last gasp of English monarchy. Yeah. Um, and you have, really what you, you know the modern view of it where the prime minister uh in parliament has really has the power yeah the ruling, and, and the she just party. waves it at parades and stuff yeah yeah well they form uh they perform a role a more um ceremonial role in the government right 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 anyway so that's um you can see if you study english history which i have uh being an amateur enthusiast of it you know that kind of that general you know how the prime minister at one point in time is not an elected official and he's appointed by the king and he's the privy lord privy seal or whatever right. he has a lot of power things change over time right yeah uh, but you have that you know the house of lords house of commons very reflective but really what our revolution of 1776 is a demand to be treated as an english subject yeah 
you know, has the same rights that your average, you know, English subject of the time uh, would have, would have had. Yeah. Now King couldn't get it through his brain that we, we were, col- you know, we were it's colonists, like, right? Like, no, no, I just want your money. You don't get right. to say anything. You know, that's <laughs> kind of like mercantilism, you know, so yeah. you're, you know, these colonies were generally settled as a business proposition, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the Virginia company or, you know, <laughs> that's <laughs> right. true. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, the King didn't give, didn't give the land, you know, because he was trying to start another country. I right. Mean, the the was, idea was to exploit yeah. the, the new world yeah. and that, that they did it through mercantilism. That was reflective of, of, of the times, the way they did it. So 1776 were like, no, we're done. No, we're Englishmen. Oh yeah. Demand, first demanded to be Englishmen. That's what I'm saying. We're done with the way this and, is going. Yeah. They were not doing yeah. this anymore. And then when yeah. they didn't do that, we declare independence is almost like, you know, don't want to do it with heavy, heavy hearts, but that, you know, right. And then, yeah, I think it, that miniseries about John Adams, John Adams miniseries on HBO did it a good way where after the revolution, this is the one with uh, Giamatti stars as John Adams. Oh, okay. And he works his way back. And he's the, probably the foreign minister or whatever. The uh, secretary of state he goes to greet the king of England. He's an ambassador to England. And um, of course, this is the king uh-huh. who they revolted against, you know, and he's got to accept John Adams, then happy about it. says something like, must be hard living without a king feel sorry for you like you know from his viewpoint right monarchy not having a monarch you know yeah, where exactly. was your How do you well the monarch was your protection mm-hmm. you know that's the crown sure. that's your protection you're like you were you you know without a king you're an you affiliate were, like you're well i mean you who's, got all these how are you gonna run things you know who's gonna hold the mob back right 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 you so, have an army that's right so now you have this since then you have this development of this american system of government which is very unique and if you read you know de tocqueville right um about, about america um What's that called? On Democracy? To talk about book? French guy comes sure, over here in the know. 1830s, goes all over America and writes, you know, writes a book about how different we are, how, mm. how America's different from, mm-hmm. the, from the rest of the world and goes into this kind of um, body of thought that ends up with the idea of American exceptionalism, why it's exceptional, why America's different in history. Mm-hmm. We're self-governing, right? We don't have a monarch. We don't have any, uh, we don't have any lords. Right. We don't yeah. have any rank. Right, it's the ultimate expression of the transition from status to contract. So, status, what you're born as, right? You know, king, queen, whatever. Like lords. Yeah, it's actually quite complicated if you look at it. Like, you know, there's all sorts of different uh, ranks. Well, and, and and you achieved those. Maybe it was inherited or you know, like bloodline and that kind sure. of thing. Right? I mean, is that? Yeah, probably, yeah. Probably, well, they're inherited. You could move from one class to another, but basically, okay. you're commoners and you got the royal yeah. whatever. Um, we don't do that. No, I mean, we just do it away with the whole thing, you know, in America. Well, that's the beauty of it, right? And that's it what, what we it. talk about all the time. Was right. like anybody can be anything here. Right. I mean, that's what we used to be. Status mm-hmm. now it's contract. Like our our um, relationships, our business uh, relations, or our personal relations are not governed by who we are, how we we're born, whether you're born to the manor, you know. Mm-hmm. That that's irrelevant. It's contract. You're free to form any contract you want. It's a particular kind of freedom that at the time was very unique. That's the concept of moving. That's going from status to contract. Now, to bring it back full circle, we're moving back from contract to status, which is which is sad, right? Now, suddenly, you have all this power. Uh, the idea of the federal government, you know, mm-hmm. in 1789, the federal government, having this federal government is a reaction to having a very weak confederacy, right? The, right. right? Um, not the Confederate States of America, but the original, right. you know, the original form of government after, the, after we had freedom, which didn't work. You know, we didn't have anybody who could, we couldn't, we couldn't tax, we couldn't control commerce. You know, we, we couldn't, we couldn't even mint coins, right? There was no, yeah, there was no currency. Nothing. Yeah. So we created this federal government. That's what federalism is all about, but it's a sharing of power, right? So you have the federal government, that certain sphere that it governs, big interstate, mm-hmm. you know, issues, international right. issues, right? right? And then the states still had a tremendous amount of power. In fact, at that point in time, if you were talking about the United States of America, you would say these United States of America. Ah, yeah. Because... Right, they've chosen to be united, but These, really they right. have their own. Well, the power, the focus was on the states. Right, right. They have that's what I said. They they have the the really the governing is done in that local. That's right. That's place. right. And yeah. no, and the federal government had no authority that wasn't specifically delegated to it. That was the idea. It's like a tenth amendment. Mm-hmm. If you, if it doesn't, if it's not an enumerated power, if you ever hear that expression, if it's not enumerated in the Constitution. Then the federal like government specifically has, written. Yeah, yeah. So the Bill of Rights, which is the first. 10 amendments to the constitution mm-hmm. you know the, the the original opponents to the bill of rights said you don't need it mm. i mean there's no reason to say that the that the federal government at that well, the government 
the right to uh, free speech cannot be impinged upon. Can't be ruled. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. Right. Freedom. You know, the barons, all those things. People can say whatever. Yeah. You you can't, these are yeah. just their their rights. They're, this is just what they're, they're self-evident. With. Yeah. Like you don't have to say it. We hold them that way. Right. Yeah. Now, if you're a freedom lover, as I am, you're darn glad that they tackled. <laughs> right. In fact, there's you know there's a lot of that's what the Federalist Papers are about because a lot of people wouldn't sign or some states wouldn't sign the Constitution without uh, the Bill of Rights because they want to say okay I know. Yeah, but we're creating this this leviathan, as Thomas Hobbes right. would have said. We're creating this leviathan, and it's going to suck up power, and we need to restrain it. It's yeah. pretty wise, you know. So you know, over time, you you go away from the idea of being these United States of America to the United States of America, mm-hmm. one one country, right? And the states, the power of the states, and the demarcations of them, um, becomes more blurred. And less yeah. important yeah. as power shifts to the central government. So I go through all that to say that would be the tendency of any governing force. It would, it would become more centralized. And despite the, the restrictive measures that were placed in the Constitution by the founders to avoid just that, to, to keep that very thing from happening, it still happens. Oh, yeah. And the farther away the governed are from those governing, the less likely it is that you're going to have a responsive government. Yeah, it's just gonna happen. But I mean, proximity, periodicity, absolutely. You know, it's right. the same thing. Right. Absolutely. So that that's that 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 form of government, or the centralized, centralized power and force in one small group, is anathema. I would contend to freedom. Yeah, and that's why we set up F three the way we set it up. You know, so there's very few things that. Number one, it's small. Right. The SLTs, four or five guys, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, and we have a board. We don't have enough guys. We don't have any bureaucracy. We don't, no, yeah. Yeah, we don't have <laughs> enough. If we, if we want to control things, we wouldn't have enough things. Right. And so if you come to us and you say, well, what's our position on this? We're likely to say, I don't know. What is your position on this? Right. You know, we have five core principles. Mm-hmm. If it's something in between or around those, then you're going to have to come up with your own answer. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's. Imagine, well, that's why I, I go ahead. Yeah, you know, I was just gonna say, imagine, you know, Connecticut says, Hey, how can, hey, fe, you know, help us, federal government. We don't know what, no, we'll go, can, they'll go ahead and tell Connecticut what to do. Right. From DC. They will. More than happy, happy to, to do that. Yeah. More than happy. They'd to love to. They, they love to. Yeah. Um, and so it takes discipline to maintain that because the inclination is to want to do it. Yeah. Because that's the natural ish it's state it's of things. The elixir of power, my darkish friend. Yes, it's it's uh, it's very alluring. Well, uh, it's alluring from the top to want to keep it that way, sure. and it's alluring. It's almost like the um, you know people people get addicted to the you know play in the lottery, right? It's sure. always that like oh you know there's this there's a chance I could get there too, right? There's a chance I could be that way too, you right. know. So we want to keep that because, and this is what you see a lot, right? Is you see the guys who you know struggled or whatever at the bottom of the company and worked their way up. And now they're horrible to the people beneath them because they were put through this horrible or in their perception of their well, mind. You or whatever, just described right? a feudal yeah. government, right? That's, yeah. And so that's, well, as many it, corporations are, that's what yeah. I was getting to right. every business, not every business, but you know, lots of big corporations, that's how it is. And sure. so they feel this need to, I guess, take it out on everyone else rather than look and go, now that I'm here, you know, I'm going to change the way that this was. Well, done. I'll say you're right. And maybe I'll disagree slightly on the way it happens. If an organization is set up as a feudal organization, in other words, mm. and what we call that is a bullfrog yeah. in F3-isms, yeah. right? So it's something that's big enough to kill enough of its own flies by dominating a lily pad, but it can't move. Yeah. Right. It's so it's yeah. just bleh, you know, bleh, you know, it's knocking back flies, right? Right. You know, what happens is it's so encrusted with rules mm-hmm. that the way that you get to the top of that organization is to be really good, A, at working through the existing rules and adept at writing new ones that give that you advantage. Maintain the, yeah. Right. That's, that's how an organization goes from being a, a lizard, which is that light thing, the movement that we are, hope, hopefully, to maintain. I think so. And then you morph into a bullfrog because you create a system, a ladder to climb to get to the top of right. power, right? And then that, that's a natural life, lifespan of, a, of, a, of an organization absent something interceding. In the same way, that a pond, you know, a damned yep. pond will be fresh and all that stuff. Right. And ultimately it'll start becoming right. stagnant. choked out by algae, algae and stagnant. Nasty. Yeah. And long enough it becomes ground. Yeah. You know, it returns to, yeah. Returns Unless to there's ground. some source that sure. keeps fresh, the water moving. Fresh water. Yeah. So 
<clears throat> the way that we do it, and so to, I guess to kind of bring it back around to F3, right, is, and the way that we do this is we have a shared leadership team, right, and that shared leadership team uh, kind of sits and says, and really I feel like uh, even in the statement that we didn't make, you know, the statement that wasn't a statement or whatever that, you know, we kind of statement wrote, no put state. out there. Yeah, statement, no statement. Sorry, necessary. not sorry. Not sorry, sorry not sorry. Um, because I think the thing that I was trying to get across, and I think that, you know, as I showed it to the SLT and showed it to you and Slaughter and, you know, right. whatever, we said, hey, I, I hope, and I know everybody reads things and they read what they want, you know, sometimes, right? I mean, that's... You don't, you don't say. I, I know it's hard yeah. to believe, but it does happen. But what I was really trying to get across in that was, the idea that you abdicating your responsibility for making your own statement cannot be shoved off on the nation. You know, every man needs to find where he stands in there and live the core principles and lead in his local sure. place, wherever he is. And, and it can't be, you know, well, the, the, the nation will say something that's good enough. You know, I was kind of go with whatever that is. Right. Right. And so that's what we're trying to get away from because of this idea of shared leadership. Right. Um, and we want to make sure that local decisions are made locally. That's the best that, decisions. You know, that the Nantans have, <laughs> I say they have the power, but they don't even have the power, right? All they have the power to do is help guide a man to figure out what his deal is, right? I think that the decisions that get made have to be made as locally as possible so they reflect the needs of the people right there. Yeah. So with respect to C-19, I mean, I think every region should have made, and did make its own they decision. Did. Yeah, they did largely. Yeah. And then you put out kind of an overarching statement that essentially said, do just that. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how else you could have done it well. But then there, you know, there was calls for a national unity type statement. Right. Same thing with, um, Black Lives Matter, we get the same thing, yep. right? And you did the same thing. Say, you decide. Yeah, you have to, like, it, you decide. Yeah. Right. Now, we had the thing this past week about the hand signal that <laughs> started as a way to say, that, to say, hey, I'm an F3 or you an F3. Yeah. And then apparently, some group of Nothing jackasses drivers. on 4chan yeah. as a joke said, how can we see if we can get the media to believe that this is a white supremacy right. sign? And it was supposed to be just like the okay. It, yeah. Right? So like, they took a, a hand signal that was, you know, uh, ubiquitous. Right. right? Everybody did. Everybody say, did. Oh, actually, that's, that's the white supremacy hand signal. Yeah. Just to see if the, the media would buy it. And it did. And they did. So now that, that, that becomes a symbol, a symbol we were already using for good purposes becomes a symbol of hate. Right. So somebody in F3, more than one guy, pointed out to us last week some guys didn't know it you know we've talked about this before and it's like one of these things where do we say nothing <laughs> it's a tough and it's tough to know guys are like we, we need some kind of guidance yeah, where do we fall on this and or, or do we say you know this is what we're going to do ultimately what we decided to do is to say here's what happened right and here's why i yes me personally yeah. dave redding Frank Schwartz, right. this is why, yeah. I'm not going to use it anymore it. because it's not important enough to run the risk of, A, hurting someone who maybe didn't get the whole message about this. Right. Um, or, and, B, opening ourselves up to attack from the outside. Right. Which but, we, we get enough flack. Sure. You know, in not, different places. Not, not nearly as much as you'd expect. That's fair. Yeah. And I, I didn't I'm say we just, get a yeah. lot. I'm just saying... Yeah. We have enough, well, enough. Yeah, right. where we don't need to so, make it anymore. It was funny how, and I threw that out there for, you know, uh, what I call uh, herd back, you know, sort yes. of feedback from yeah, the herd. Yeah. And, uh, you know, got some guys were like, we need a stronger statement. You of know, course. so it's now it's just UBU. I'm like, actually, it's always been UBU. I know, but I don't yeah, know. right. You noticed, but that's kind of the and whole then, premise. And here. then, yeah. you know, on the other end of the spectrum, guys said, um, we should never bow to, right. you know, the PC police or whatever. You know, you know where the answer, right answer is? Right in the middle, right? Somewhere in the middle. Always yeah. in a temple, right? So you got some guys in a tent or out in the edge of the tent saying, you know, the, we have to eradicate all painful, you know, any, any yeah. pain, anybody will, anybody will cause anybody pain, we got to try to get rid of that. I would say even if, even if it were true, even if it were true, it's impossible anyway. It's so, impossible. Yeah. But thanks for- It's a condition. 
thanks. Yeah. Thanks for holding I get where you're that, coming from. Thanks for holding that end of the tide. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Keeping, keeping right. it so we can all be in here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Thanks for providing tension to the system. On the other end of the guys is like, every single time somebody says, you can't say this word, we need to scream that word. I'm like, I don't think so. Not every single right. time. But, but thanks for, thanks for holding on. Right? Yeah. In the middle, and this is OVT's concept, which is very useful and we still talk about it all yeah. the time, is a tentpole. And that's where the SLT is, in the middle. Right. You, you know, stack up the five core right. principles, they make a tentpole. That's right. Just, <laughs> very good. Yeah. Now, anybody who knows me well, and maybe people who just don't even know me well can right. figure it out. I'm probably to the, you say I can't say this word while I'm saying it. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm probably. beep it. By nature. Yeah. No, it's okay. But by nature, I do not like to be told what to say, what to think. Yeah. And I, and by nature, to me, everything's fair game in every single way. Yeah. Anything can be mocked. Sorry. No. 43 minutes. 43 minutes. Anything can be mocked. And in fact, it's the mocking and the joking of it amongst men that takes the sting out of it anyway. Yeah, yeah it's true. It's funny. I was watching uh, a uh, Chappelle uh, deal, and I don't remember which one because I watched a whole bunch over the weekend. And, um, and he was, you know, that, that's the whole point. That's the I mean, whole point. Comedy, he's like, this is the last place that's, that's pure. Right. It's the last real place. That's right. You know, where you can say these things, right? right? So, of course, we're going to mock a little. We have to. Right. And his, I'd probably watch the same one I want, his thing about um, why the LGBT community hates him. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just because I keep making jokes about him. Right. You know, good- so, okay. So I don't think it's like any shocking disclosure to anybody. I'm probably on that side of the tent by nature, sure. right? Yeah. But. Uh, but I know that's not where the tent pole is. Right. And so I'm looking for guys to tell me, show me where the other side of the tent pole is. And from the tension, mm-hmm. you know, guy wires, right? The wire, whatever you call those things, yeah. things that hold the tent up, I don't know, but the yeah. pole up. I'm depending upon them to the degree that I need it because I can only physically center myself as best I can. Right. Well, and that's, and that's the whole purpose of sort of that inner shared leadership team too, is because exactly. I look at those guys and I say, gentlemen, we all know where we're supposed to be around the pole, right? I'm probably going to wander off at right. different times. You may wander off at different times and whatever, but the majority of us are going to, we're always going to be, if we, if we have to wander, we're going to wander walking backwards. So at least we always know where the pole was. Sure. Right. And so we'll always try and, right. and maybe you have to, if I start to turn around, you're going to have to drag me back over here or whatever. But so, so have you ever learned uh, the deliberate offset method of land navigation? That was, that's what that is. Okay. So everybody, when they're walking through the wood line, never heard of that, but yes. Drifts to the right or to the left. Just naturally. Naturally. Yep. Um, over time, as you, uh, if you're searching for a known point using, um, you know, a magnetic heading, an azimuth, right? right? So you're like, I'm on a 275 degree, 275 degree azimuth, searching for a known point, 3,000 kilometers through this wood line. As you encounter obstacles on that azimuth and you are avoiding them, you have a tendency to move right to the left. Huh. So uh, over 3,000 meters, Right. That tendency. It was six inches way back right. here. So <laughs> over a hundred meters, it might take you six, you know, so yeah. it, it, that tendency is uh, expanded, right? Yeah. By the distance that you move. So if you're moving, if you're looking for a known point, for instance, at a certain distance, like on a road mm-hmm. and you come out on that road and you know, the distance is correct and you don't see the point, which direction would you search? If you're deliberate, the deliberate offset means, you know, you go right. Yeah. So you search the left. Because you're because you tend to your, your tendency is to, to go that. right. If your deliberate offset is you go to the left, you'd search to the right. Because you're more likely to find yeah. it. Makes makes sense. Right. So in my deliberate offset was to the right. Uh-huh. So I knew when I missed a known point at a distance I was reasonably certain that I'd gone the right distance, that I had to search to the left. Politically it's the same. This just happens to be a yeah, coincidence. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right? yeah, it happens to work so, out. But so yeah. I, I know if I come down on a, on a certain issue, my position is probably going to be to the right of the tent pole. Right. So I search to the left. And you go, well, okay. I look to the left. How do I help, get back right? over to help, where I'm Yeah, help me to the middle. You know, where was, you know, so in, with C-19, and I don't know why it got politicized, but it did. Because everything does now. Everything yeah. does. And on, you know, my viewpoint of C-19 restrictions, SIPO, what I call SIPO right. is that, there's, there's too many of them 
and we should have leaned more towards herd immunity or whatever. That's not the center of the tent. No. Right? No. So I need to search left. Which you is do. right, which I did. Yeah. And got help to do it. Um and, and some I mean, with love, but sometimes it took some pretty uh zealous advocating on the part of other people. To get me back to yeah. the middle. Right. So right. and and that's okay. Right. Well and I I conduct that search diligently and seek accountability and uh through the CLT. Uh, and if I am going to <laughs> sometimes I mess up because I don't see it as controversial. So if I'm going to make a controversial statement, um, I always pre-clear it with my deliberate offset group. Yeah. I don't think I've yeah. ever even explained this to you before. No, I've never heard. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Right. <laughs> I always, I always seek out my guys on my deliberate offset. So, you know, I had a statement I wanted to make about SIPO. Yeah. Oh, I remember. And yeah. I sent it to guys I knew who were to my left on the offset. Yeah. And, and, very glad that I didn't send it. Right. Because and it I was too far to the right. Yeah. It was all like I was searching. I was going <laughs> where I needed to go was back to the left. And right? you were like, I think it's over right. here. Right. <laughs> Start walking right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um now when I say I mess up sometimes, what I mean is I might not see something as controversial. Sure. Yeah. So you may not seek that input that's right ahead of sending or whatever. That, yeah. Well, yeah, I'll just you know Yeah, just pop it out there. Pop it out there yeah. and then but you know what I like about the herd back you know, if I've ever angered you on Twitter, I'm actually trying to seek the right path. Yeah. You know, well, and sometimes I'm out there probing and then I'll get a guy saying, well, you shouldn't even say anything. Yeah. I'm like, well, how am I going to learn anything? So here's my dilemma, right? Right. I mean, how am I going to know where the center of the, of the, of this tent is on a particular issue? Unless I, unless I try to find it. Right. You know, and so that's a little frustrating for me. When, you know, I get one of those statements like, you should never say anything at all. And I, to that, I just always say, okay. Well, I don't know what else you would say at okay. that point. Yeah, but I, I mean, get what you're saying. You know, but, go ahead. I just, so I would point out to, to a guy out there, if you're hearing this, you're like, well, you know, and you're of the ilk that I shouldn't say anything. How? I mean, that's what a king would do. Right? I mean, to me, that what makes it, different or democratic is having leaders who say transparently say this is who i am and what i think yeah help me understand what you think yeah. how am i going to do that in silence you know i mean i don't really understand that viewpoint it's you know it's like a lot of uh I'm, i'll try and make this as quick as i can i know i'm not yeah we're over my, time i talked too but, long no no it's okay but the, so the short story here is i i listened to a guy speak at a one of these you know breakfast networky things yeah and he had no hands like well i guess really knew how hardly arms like he just had like little flippery things uh -huh. at the end of his elbow it was a birth uh birth issue yeah yeah, yeah it was a birth issue came out and he had he went through his parents were like we're gonna get you to at least where you can kind of grab stuff or whatever and i think he's even an attorney in town um i don't know that he's a litigator but i know he, he works as an attorney anyway and he you know so he went on a whole bunch of different surgeries and all this kind of stuff and i mean just crazy stuff to try and get his arms, you know, to, to even just have the little, very minimal functionality that he does. Right. And he told us all these stories about all these people walk up and like their kids would just like, just walk up and touch his arms and be like, that's weird. You know, <laughs> all this kind of stuff. Right. And what he realized over time is he was like, he used to just drive him nuts, made him so mad. He's like, how dare you? I mean, this is so just rude. I mean, sure. horrible, right. Horrible. And then he said something that stuck with me. And, and I, I guess I kind of feel like I want to put it out to, to the pod packs uh, listening is he said, you know something? I realized that events are neutral. Words are neutral. The only way that they get any kind of power or anything else is if I ascribe it to them. All right. Right. That's, that's wise. Yeah. And I was like, that's man, that's really. So when you find yourself, I think in those situations, because one of the things I wanted to bring out today is, is, and I'm glad you referenced it all. Because I, I didn't know quite how to get there, and so we, we got there, which is good. But um, I've noticed that you're either teaching it to me or you're doing it to me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're either leading me or you're teaching me how to lead. Um, that's, or, that's all I ever really. But, but uh, or I'm learning it. But in, we're learning it together. I hear what you're saying, yeah. but in my mind, that's teaching me how to how to do it. Like you're ex you're showing me the example of well, this is what I, 
I don't know. So I'm yeah. going to live it this way. But you know I wouldn't I mean? want you or anybody else to walk away thinking that I think I'm some sort of like wisdom dispenser. I apologize if I mean, no, what I, what I, just, yeah. I just, what I mean is I'm, I've learned a tremendous amount from you as well. And I've learned, I've, I've learned from a lot of people. Well, sure. And um, I make a joke out of it and I'll say, you know, I'm going to go ahead and stop. I mean, borrow that. I mean, yeah, I, no, I, that's, yeah. which I think is going to, is another tenet of shared leadership is, and why shared leadership is so powerful is that you, you only have one brain, right? Two ears, right? Yeah. Two eyes. Uh-huh. And you're, and so you can only perceive what's right around your own head and all that. And if that's the only way you have to soak in information and learn, think how much li- how limited that is. Oh yeah. Then if you align yourself in a shared leadership team, and then you become the beneficiary of everything they learn. Right. It's it's almost like having um you know when you can put you know your mute wouldn't you even do that like put all your records together like you know it's like now I have this huge yeah. library right yeah yeah well that's what a library is isn't it oh so what a public oh, library oh, is oh. <laughs> right uh such a quaint idea but um. So I, that was the only thing I would honor by yeah, what you said. And, but and like, well, I didn't mean it to sound like, you know, you're the fount of all knowledge. My point was simply just that I have learned, and I think that's what you're trying to do all the time, is to live the example of what you would want to, yeah, uh, yeah, okay. you know, of, of what you say, like right. trying to live with integrity. Right. Uh, but what I love about it is that there's a built-in feedback loop, you know, right. so it's never like, I have decided this is the way everything is. And now I will live in complete integrity to that. No, I have decided this is how this works until I get better information. Sure. And part of the way that I live is to seek more information. Right. So it's this continuous feedback loops where I were. Right? Yeah. So we're, we're, you know, it's in the Q source. We say that a leadership, th- leadership is evolutionary, not revolutionary. Yeah. You know, and in anybody, if anybody says, well, now it's time to make this total draconian change. We're going to tear down some statues. So I'm not sure I'm there, man. You know, I think it's in, if whatever we know today about what makes virtuous leadership is a complete culmination of everything that's been learned up to this point. Right. And not everything along those lines was daisies and, you know, uh, unicorn farts and everything. Right. right I mean, right. a lot of that stuff is brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. It's brutal. And, uh, you know, we didn't free ourselves from the monarchy of England uh, just by sending a letter. Right. Yeah. You know, it was seven, seven years of bloody warfare. Yeah. Right. We didn't end slavery in the United States of America simply by, you know, tweeting out somebody's life's matter. No. I mean, a lot of, a lot of blood was shed for it. Right. The most ever. Yeah. The most yeah. ever. Uh, I mean, a lot of that's true. And um, there's no way to untrue it. Right. And to try to untrue it, not only is the dishonor of the people who's, you know, look at my positive habit transfer with the, with the, you know, when I skipped a step on the, on, on the airplane, the, on the airplane, yeah. the guy says a guy died for that. Right. You need to honor the dead. Yeah. Right. We men and women died for us to know what we know right now about freedom. Yeah. About self-governance, about who we are and how we can take care of our families, all that stuff, all that valuable stuff. We all would agree on if we were honest, a lot of people died for that stuff to pretend they didn't is to dishonor them. Yeah. And, and, to not learn from them. I'm talking about the people who made mistakes too. They're wrong. Oh yeah. You know, we're, we're, yes. Cumulative we're, knowledge. Yeah, we're, you know? we're, the, we're the evolutionary beneficiary. We're the beneficiaries of that evolutionary cumulative knowledge. And uh, I would say that that is something that we should honor. Yeah. And that's well, what this, that's what shared leadership is really about right there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Yeah. Um, sorry for going so, going so deep on you. Um, would you do for something for me? Sure, sure. Anything. Do, just do something good. <laughs> I can do that. And now, would you look in the camera <laughs> and say, "I have a face for a podcast." You got podcast face. <laughs> so stupid. It's a video. So stupid. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> stupid. All right. Until next time. Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about F3, leadership, or anything else, 
write to us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Tweet us at at 43feetpodcast or find us on Facebook at 43feet. While you're there, give us a follow. Also, if you like this podcast, share it with a friend, rate us, and write a review. It really does help others find us. Until next time, we'll be out here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 feet out front. Oh.